because it's leading into our topic today, which is Italy. So welcome to Northwest Prime, where we bring Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. And today we're bringing Italy to Seattle. We love Italian food. We love Italian people. We love the country of Italy. And of course, we love our guest today, the author of the new cookbook, The Italian Table, Creating Festive Meals for Family and Friends, Elizabeth Minkeely. She's a celebrated food writer and author, and we are beyond thrilled to have her here today. And I just want to mention real quick before uh, we get to talking about her book, and we will keep reminding everybody on this, Elizabeth will be at the Book Larder on May 9th at 6.30, so save the date. And welcome, Elizabeth, for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I love that that music. That got me really in the mood. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to pick out the right music for the, the show to kind of set the stage because your book, it really takes us to Italy. And when somebody is passionate about something and they love something, it just overflows out of them. And you could really tell that in the Italian table. It's your, your passion and your love for Italy, the people of Italy, the country and the food just, just pours out of the book. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. So you are kind of a misplaced American. You you were born in the United States, but now you are pretty much a, a full uh, Italian wife and mother. And, and I am. Uh, I would say I would say I'm Roman more than Italian, <laughs> but you know that's 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 cutting. That's that's being very specific. And yeah, I've been living here on and off actually since I was 12 years old. Wow. So your parents, from from what I understand, they wanted to move you to Italy or move the family to Italy when you were 12 from the Midwest, St. Louis, and they went over for several years. And what was that experience like? Had Did you grow up in an Italian family? What what was it? What were you thinking when no, your parents were moving to Italy? No, not at all. My, my, my parents were... My parents weren't Italian by any means, and I think that's what seduced them about Italy. You know, it was so different, and they moved us over here at a young age. And my my two sisters were younger, and I was 12, and I think I was at that perfect age to be uh, seduced myself. And, you know, I just had this – I can still remember walking into, you know, my first open market and smelling, you know, fresh artichokes. You know, I'd come from, you know, growing up in St. Louis where we went to the supermarket and everything was in plastic. And so, you know, having these overwhelming sensory experiences, I think, uh, you know, marked me for life as wanting to move back here. And and most of my life was, was spent, you know, trying to figure out a way to come back. It was very courageous of your parents, you know, up and and move to. It was, <laughs> and you know, the older I get, the more courageous I realize that they were. I don't know what they were thinking, except that it was a sort of hippy dippy seventies. So, so maybe <laughs> maybe it was something in the air. But they, you know, it was very courageous of them to pick up and move with three kids, and and I think it had an effect on all of us, and certainly had an effect on on how we we view uh, food. Sure, sure. So, um, the Italian table. It's it's kind of a step by step where you're talking us through. Um, I, I hate to call it a party because it's really about enjoying food and family and friends to the most comfortable and joyous way. And and you walk us through that from the menu to many different ideas. Well, that was my aim in the book because what I found is that you know 
that's part of the equation that gets left out of a lot of Italian cookbooks. It's, it's, they could be wonderfully researched and beautiful uh, recipes and photographs, but the part that gets left out is the social aspect because Italian food, especially for Italians, is not just about the food that's on the plate on the table, but it's about the people that surround it. And whether it's a table you know, in your grandmother's house, whether it's a counter on a pizzeria in Rome, whether you're just stopped by you know, a truck stop and having a plate of gnocchi or something, you know, it's all about the people that you're sitting down with and the, the utensils you're using, the history, the culture that surrounds it. And so what I tried to convey through both words and pictures, the photographs are mine as well, is how uh, people interact with their food and with each other and how you can recreate this in your home. Absolutely. And you did that so well by giving us so many opportunities to either do the full-blown menu and table and centerpieces, and you talk a lot about wine, um, or you, you give us the opportunity to maybe just take one particular thing idea and incorporate it in because maybe some days we're not feeling like maybe a a full-blown thing but uh there's so many great ideas exactly and you know sometimes you're having people over but sometimes it's just it could be your, you know, even when I'm alone, I, I, I cook from this cookbook. I, these are recipes I make for myself. Or if it's just me and my husband or, you know, you're just at home for the night, you know, you, you can have the choice. And I always do sort of, I, I supply the full menu, but then I have suggestions for either ramping it up or, 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 or pulling back a bit and, and suggesting how you can make it uh, either big or small. And then, you know, also I have a lot of suggestions for if, if you want to make it completely vegetarian or if you want to make it uh you know any anything it sort of can suit for any need absolutely yeah oh absolutely and the photography is wonderful your instagram is full of wonderful photography as is the book and so you do a really great job on on that photography and and to know that you did it yourself is is really amazing because most people don't do their own photography well no you know i considered working with a photographer on this book and then i realized i really couldn't because the meals themselves were photographed as they were happening And since there's 12 meals and they're in 12 different places that take place over the course of the year over up and down Italy, it would have been hard to coordinate with a photographer. And it also would have been a bit intrusive because I really wanted that immediacy of being at the table. And I was able to do that because I was actually invited into people's homes and and they got used to me being there. And if I pulled out my camera and was taking pictures, you know, now, you know, with everybody taking pictures of their food, they almost didn't mind it and and they were proud and it wasn't obtrusive. And, And I I think the pictures convey that sense of uh, being really right there next to the food as it's being made, as it's being, being eaten and enjoyed. I think you're right. Um, I, I think uh, people are used to people pulling out their phones or cameras now and taking pictures of their food. So it, it's it's not foreign idea to, to anybody anymore. You know, we all do it because when you have something so good like that, you want to remember it. So you're not trying to be um, rude in any way. It, it's actually a form of admiration. It's like, I want to remember it's this. It's a form of admiration. And it's also, you want, you want to remember it and you want to share it. And to me, that's one of the most important elements, not only of my books, but, you know, of my Instagram account and, and being able to share these things and, and, you know, supply, you know, inspiration, but also recipes and, and ways that you can recreate it. 
I, I think a lot of times we put too much pressure on ourselves and we try to stick to what we think the rules are, so to speak. And that was one really great thing about the book is that you're so comfortable in, in the way that you're socializing. I, I hate to say entertaining because it's more of a social event. You, you talk about um, how in Italy, you know, that they'll cut a peach and then put it into a pitcher of white wine. I thought, well, that makes sense. What a great thing to do. But <laughs> normally I would never like intrude on the wine at all. You know, I'm like, here's the wine. But to, to, to uh, in the summer to, you know, maybe put some peaches and some white wine was amazing or having an edible centerpiece. I thought, well, that makes sense. An edible centerpiece. Well, you know, how wonderful you, you, is you, that? Well, you've touched on a, a basic point of Italian eating and cooking. Uh, Italians take their food intensely seriously, but at the same time, they don't take it seriously at all. You know, and it's that combined nonchalance with, you know, that's all they think about, uh, which is almost contradictory, but so true. And and that's exactly what you came away with in this book. And, you know, whether it's just, you know, cutting up a peach into wine or throwing, you know, some, some bread on the grill and, and drizzling oil over it, you know, at the one time it's so it appears so you know impromptu, and the other, uh, at the other hand, you know they really care about the quality of the bread and the quality of the olive oil. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you've got these two things going, which I hope you know the book conveys. It really does, and people can go as as big or as small as they want to, but it really gets your creative juices flowing. It makes us want to go to Italy for sure. So if you've been before, you'll want to go back. And if you've never been, you'll want to be booking your trip. It's absolutely um, that good at conveying the Italian spirit. You, You just hit it out of the park with that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I wanted to say you, you have an award winning app um, about and it's called Eat Italy. And so if people are going or they're traveling to Italy, you do a really great um, play-by-play almost of, of what city they're going to be in and how they can uh, get local foods and where they can stay. And, and really, it's really just all my favorite places. You know, people were asking me for my list all the time, and I thought, well, I might as well put this in an app form and make it handy for people. And, you know, it started out very simply, and now it's grown, and it includes, I think, now eight cities and regions. And and as, you know, people keep saying, those kind of apps aren't doing very well anymore. But mine continues to be very popular, I think, because because it's so curated. And, you know, now that there's, you know, bigger sites that are, uh, you know, crowdsourced, people are so confused that I think they want, you know, they just want the five best restaurants in Milan. On, you know where they can go eat, or or you know the twenty places where they can eat in in Rome, and and so I think that's why people. Well, and I I think that uh, a lot of times um, now people want kind of that mom and pop experience or something that's not as touristy, uh, and a lot of times I agree. when. But when you are a tourist, you know, you are in limited time, you want to get it right, you want to eat at the best possible place, but you have limited knowledge. And so that's where the app really comes in as well, too, because you're directing people, they're not really wasting their time or money on a hit and miss situation. These are kind of but tried I, and true. And that's true also in my across my books as well, and even in the the Italian table in my last two books, 
uh, eating my way to Italy and eating Rome, um, I really do try and get people to go away from what may be their comfort zone, you know, just walking out of the Colosseum and, and going into the first restaurant. I try and push them into other regions. And, and the Italian table, that's why I thought it was so important to include different kinds of meals that people maybe perhaps aren't so familiar with, like eating on a beach, you know, one day or eating in the back of a butcher shop in Puglia. You know, these kind of experiences are things that people aren't necessarily familiar with, but that I think they should seek out and in turn have a more authentic experience. What do people coming to Italy get wrong that, that you would really like to see change? Is, is oh, there I something that, that, people... that, that people yeah, are, are doing over and over again? Well, I think that it used to be that you people thought you could come to Italy and not make any plans for meals and just walk around and eat very well. Um, unfortunately, I think this has changed in the last 20 years because there's just so many tourists in Italy that, of course, the centers of towns have become like the centers of many other towns, you know, whether it's New York or San Francisco um, or Rome or Venice or Florence. You go into the center of town and there's a lot of tourists. And so, of course, that changes the nature of restaurants. And But it's so easy to do a little bit of research before you get here and sort of head away from from the more touristy areas to, to places where real uh, Italians still eat. And that's what I try and encourage in my books and my writing and my app. And, um, and also through the tours I lead, I lead uh, uh, food tours in Italy. Yes. And people can go to your website and we will have the links there. Elizabeth does food tours. And so is, is that a, a walking tour? And it, it's limited to, I think, what, like 10 people. And then you spend the day with them going we around do, to different do. We do two kinds of tours. We do day tours here in Rome, and those are based on different neighborhoods where they have markets. And then we, I, when I say we, I mean me and my daughter Sophie. And then we do week-long tours eight times a year, and those are a deeper dive into food culture. And we do those in Rome, in Umbria, and in Puglia. Interesting. Do do a lot of your readers come come to that or are they finding you uh, another way I, I i would this is your your ninth cookbook um you probably have such a following i would think that you would have so many readers want to come and take that experience with you to the next level it is it, they, a lot of my readers come a lot of people who follow me on instagram and also on youtube i have a lot of followers on youtube and and Facebook, and so people—it's—it's it's not how people find me. It's—it's it's hard to avoid me. I think <laughs> <You> start <laughs> planning your trip to to Italy. I'm kind of popping up everywhere, and um, yeah, and I and I I partner with a lot of my friends and colleagues to do the tours too. I just recently did a week with Melissa Clark from the New York Times. I'm doing another week with Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love this summer, and um, and it's you know I, I have a supreme good good luck of having a lot of friends and colleagues who are also interested in doing, doing these tours with me oh there's nothing better i mean i'm just vicariously living through everybody being able to do this and when i come to italy i want to do that too because i mean it's like having a, a friend in italy and if we go to a foreign country and we don't know very much about it i mean the, the whole goal is to have somebody kind of that you know there that can kind of show you around and and that's 
what the food tour for me would kind of do. It's like, oh, you know, I have a friend in Italy who can kind of, I can sign up for this tour. But, and... you know, it, but that also, feel, it feels the same for us. I was just talking to my daughter before, and we do these week-long tours, and after they're over, it's really sad because it is like hanging out with a bunch of friends by the end of the week, and, and it's it's hard to call it work because, you know, we're, we're doing what we love, which is going to great restaurants and, and, and seeing how the food is made and exploring, you know, places like wineries and, and where they make ceramics and for us this is it's 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 just fun and it's great fun to share it with people and our and the people who come on our tours become our friends which is great I, I well yeah if you spend a week with somebody I can really see how that would have a long-lasting relationship your your book is so much than than pizza and pasta and that's a lot of times what people think when they think of Italy, but it's so much more. And the recipes aren't just recipes, but it's really the context of the recipe. And you give us information on all of these various places that you go. So, you, you know, you are in Rome. I know that Rome is probably the most visited place by tourists. And then you go to Umbria and you go to the coast and uh, Tuscany, and you're all over with the most beautiful pictures that envelop that area. And so and the recipes from that area, and it puts it all into context of of where everything is coming from and what is going on and, and the people of, of that region. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was actually hard to decide, you know, which meals to include. And there were so many that I wanted to include. And, and otherwise, the book would have probably been like 16 volumes if I included them all. And so I tried to include a real variety, you know, everything from having, you know, cocktails in Venice to eating on a farm in Puglia, to eating on a winery in Sicily. And that allowed me to explore different types of meals and different types of food as well. And you talk a lot about wine. So it's it's great that you go to a winery because Italian wine is, I love Italian wine. And I love to serve Italian wine when I'm having an Italian themed dinner um, here just with my family or when I have friends. And when my mm-hmm. husband's gone to Italy, he's brought back Italian wine. So I, I don't think Italian wine has really got um, all of the accolades that it really deserves, but I, I really do enjoy Italian wine. But, but, but you talk about being in Italy and when you go to a restaurant um, or a cafe, they'll just put jugs of wine and it's really the, the, the house wine. So does each, mm-hmm. Do, do, do people have their own little vineyards and, and make their own wine and then there are bigger vineyards or h- how does that work that, that smaller uh, mom and pop type of places have, well, have their own house the small, wine? The smaller places will uh, have a relationship with a winery mm-hmm. usually and get their wine, their house wine from one specific winery that's very local and, you know, because it'll be, they'll have a wine list and you can look at them and then, but then they'll tell you specifically what their house wine is. And usually it's bottled, you know, for them. It's not an important wine, but what what it is is a very drinkable wine. And that's the nice thing about a lot of Italian wines is that they are drinkable and pair so easily with food. And that's probably one of the reasons that you like Italian wine because uh, it's really easy to drink it's not overly alcoholic and it makes the food taste good and the food usually italian food makes the wine taste good 
Absolutely, yes. And so you, you set us up for success in the Italian table because you build the recipe for us with, with the menu, and then you talk about the wine and the water. You tell us what to do the day before, hours before, what to do when your guests arrive. I mean, you really want us to succeed. You want us to have fun, um, inspiration for setting the table and dressing the table and the tableware and the glassware, and it's okay to use chunky glasses in certain situations for wine and water and 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 you talk about how in Italy they will you know drink wine out of the glass and then maybe put in water and then drink water and then back to wine out of the same glass and and that's very casual and and so we, we don't have to put all this different stemware all the time all over our table no, not at all. And even, you know, there's a funny story. The chapter that we did on porchetta uh, at this restaurant out in south of Rome, you know, when they saw that we were photographing, that I was photographing our meal, and they were kind of curious because Sophie and I ordered a lot of food. And, um, and once I started photographing it, they were embarrassed because everything was on plastic plates. And they wanted to change it. And I said, no, 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 this is the point. This is the point. You come to a place like this and the, you know, your wonderful, you know, mozzarella that was made that morning is served on a plastic plate, you know, a, a paper plate. And uh, that's the kind of thing that I did want to capture because that's the way that this food is eaten in that place. And I think that that's okay. If you recreate it, I don't even think, I think it's more than okay. I think you should recreate that sort of ambience. Yeah. It's, I think that we just put so much pressure on ourselves a lot of times to get it right. And we can put as much effort or as little effort as, as we want, but it's, it's about the food. It's about the relationships you have with family and friends. And you really want the host to enjoy what's going on as much as the guests. It's it's what came to me. Mm -hmm. No, I I mean, when I entertain, I want to be on the couch having a cocktail with my friends. (laughs) Right, yeah, you don't want to be held up in the kitchen while everybody else is having no, a good time. Not you know, there's, at all. There's, so. there, there's been times I've had people over, and by the time I get to sit down, everybody's getting ready to leave. I'm like, what? You know, I have finally just got to come and sit down with, with my glass of wine. And so I've tried to change it up and not be so elaborate or over the top or, you know, because I also want to, you know, participate in, in all of the fun too. And, you know, a lot of times people will sit with you while you, while you're cooking, but it's kind of not the same. Uh, you want to, you know, kind of be out there. So I enjoy exactly. that about the host having as much yeah. fun as, as the guests. <laughs> And I think the recipes, it's not that the recipes are overly simple, but they are the kind of recipes that don't require last-minute fiddling for the most part. Right, so. right. And, and, and you talk about things that we can make ahead of time, and, um, well, it's, 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 everything looks so good. It just jumps right off of the, off of the page to you and, and to us, and it just, like I said, it just makes us want to go to Italy. Do, do Italians have cookbooks do Italians have cookbooks? Yeah, or, or is that just an American thing? <laughs> oh no, there's a big, there's a, a healthy cookbook uh, market here in Italy. Yeah, yeah, they have. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of cookbooks. Like for example, the Silver Spoon Cookbook. You know, was originally in Italian and got translated into English. Um, there was, there's a lot of. You know, they have their version of the Food Network with all their stars oh, okay. uh, writing really? cookbooks. Oh yeah! Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I often wondered because Americans always are trying to go out and find 
you know, Italian food or Mexican food and they're getting the cookbooks. I'm thinking, do they do that in other countries do, or, you know, cause they kind of have the, the keys to the kingdom with the knowledge. No, there. no, there's, a, there's wonderful, wonderful cookbooks. Uh, uh, that are, unfortunately, they're all in Italian, so you know they're not <laughs> available to English speakers. But I have a big collection of Italian cookbooks. We well, talked for a second about your daughter, and so she's also then developed this love for food that has been really passed on with you and wanting to share that with, with, with other people. So that has to be a good experience as well. I would imagine working with your daughter and her having the same interest and common interest as it's, you. It's really wonderful. And she, uh, was hesitant at first because she didn't think she could. She's always loved food and loved to cook, and and I was encouraging her to try and you know start doing food tours. And she says, "Oh, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to talk." And she led one tour and was immediately you know in love with this work because it brought her outside. It brought her in contact with our clients who are wonderful, and it also brought her in daily contact with the people you know in the markets and and in the shops that we visit. And um, and we get along really well. We work together perfectly we're a really good team i now depend on her uh, you know 100% for advice and and we i think we're we we bring out the best in each other and create these wonderful tours together which is great well that's just another extension of the spirit of the book and it's available now and i really encourage you to get online uh, or go to your local bookstore and put this in your cart to purchase it you're going to have a lot of fun with it you're going to want to go to italy so download the app <laughs> follow elizabeth on all of her sites um and participate in in making some of these dishes and having your friends and family over and i'm sure that you like when people tweet you about their experiences oh, and, and what they've done tag me tag me tag me because i always re repost the things i love seeing what people are making and and i love seeing how that turns out in in real life well, the book, The Italian Table, Creating Festive Meals for Family and Friends, is available now, so you can pick it up anytime. Makes also makes a great gift. Mother's Day's coming up. Father's Day's coming up. Graduation. It's always a great book. Uh, I, I love to give cookbooks with some spices to kids who are leaving home and maybe getting their first apartment. You know, they never. They're usually calling home asking how to make something. So I think cookbooks make a wonderful gift. And. Um, uh, Remember that Elizabeth's going to be here in Seattle on May 9th. Write it down. Save the date. We're going to put the links up everywhere. She's at the book larder. We know everybody uh, who's anybody comes to the book larder, and we love, love, love. They always, you know, are just standing room only. So uh, we want to welcome her when she comes to Seattle and show her how much we love not only her but Italian food and what she's doing putting all of this in a form that makes it easy to understand and easy to love. Download our app. It's free. Eat Italy. The app is free. So you're going to want, we love free. Who doesn't love free? So everybody loves free. <laughs> everybody loves free. So Elizabeth, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on with us today and hopefully we will see you in Seattle or Italy. Well, thank you for having me. And I hope to see you and, and everybody who's listening. At the Sounds book good. Arrivederci. Arrivederci, ciao. <laughs> ciao. We got sunshine on a stretch of highway Where the long nights turn into days And all your worries 
Wow. 